can people hear us this time? Pretty sure they can hear us this time. <laughs> I'll know in a moment here. <laughs> oh, Facebook. Andy tells me we're live. Um, you know, I, I can't watch myself. I, I, that shows up on my feed and I'm just like, oh. Oh, yeah, you can't. Well, it's delayed anyway. It would be like kind of oh. an orientation nightmare. No, no, I just mean even after. Oh. I'm just like, <laughs> oh. It's a, the, the, the nasally noise, the nasally voice is bad enough, but just the chin and cheek. Ugh, man. <laughs> Glad I got married younger. Um, seriously, I'd be alone right now. Um, so hi, Facebook. Hi, uh, Internet. We are uh, the Vox Podcast. And um, after we record um, for our podcast, we, we throw some Q&A up on Facebook. And uh, how many people watch uh, normally? Like by the time, you know, not like live, but how many people will end up watching this? Like 800, 900. 800, 900. Okay. Yeah. Or, or it could be my mom doing that 800 times. That would take a lot of time. So anyway, here we are uh, taking some questions and uh, everything's going. It's a, yeah, good to good. go. Yeah, hey, we're going. Look at that. We're, we're getting good. All right. Go ahead, Andy. All right. Uh, number one. Hi, Mike again. Hello. Thank you for answering my question on your podcast. You're welcome. What question was that? Uh I, I think know. that was a previous question, and okay. this is actually another question. Okay. Uh, my question is, what are your thoughts on Rob Bell? He's very handsome. <laughs> With a new book Skinny. coming out and a successful podcast, were you a part of um, were you a part of the evangelical voice to excommunicate him, or do you <laughs> understand his perspective and theological journey? Ooh, you know, it's always it's always hard talking about somebody else. Um, First of all, uh, that's a great question. Um, so Rob and I have history. Um, I went out to visit him, man, in the early 2000s. We uh, debuted some Numas at the church I was working at, uh, Rock Harbor. Um, he and I have emailed back and forth. Uh, we met a couple years ago for three hours down on Laguna Beach to talk about um, this was right after he announced his affirmation for, uh, gay marriage. Okay. And, um, so we were talking about that. So uh, we're not friends. I don't know that he would, you know, consider me a, a acquaintance or whatever, but we've, we've spent some time together. Um, secondly, I've read, I, I was, a, I was hugely influenced by some of his early preaching. Um, I realized that how I was taught to preach, um, in seminary, um, didn't really capture kind of what I wanted preaching to be. And so I, hmm. I, um, went out and he was very influential in introducing me to kind of some of this Jewish stuff. And, um, so, so I was, you know, just a, a huge, huge fan these days. I think he and I would disagree with lots of stuff about lots of stuff. Um, I don't know that I'm going to read the, his Bible book, but um, no, I was not part of the crew that excommunicated him. Part of his genius has always been asking really provocative questions that deserve to be wrestled with and giving voice. Um, uh, so, and, and we've got lots of, uh, lots of mutual friends. So I, I think whether it's Rob or Joel Olstein or Rick Warren or Mike Erie or anybody, um, you have to be discerning. You just can't label somebody. I think even the most heretical teacher says things that are true. And I think the most conservative Orthodox teacher says things that are false. And the problem is we never know for sure 
right. uh, where, where we're wrong. So um, I think Paul's admonition in Thessalonians is, is beautiful. It's, it tests everything and hold on to the good. And so that's how I treat, um, would treat Rob's stuff. And that's how I would treat yeah, anybody I read into, right? Um, although he's close to infallible. Dallas Willard is uh, <laughs> infallible. So um, no, but, but I, I think that, no, I was not at all a part of the excommunication. I hated that, that happening even before the book came out. I just, that's a part of the church that I have loads of disagreement with, even beyond Rob. And, and you know, when I, when I think of Rob and I think of Mark Driscoll and all that happened at Mark Driscoll's church, um, and, you know, Rob, um, you know, because they were both named Mars Hill. And for a long time, mm. you know, the thought was, well, the, these are the two expressions of Christianity right now. You know, the <laughs> very conservative, hyper-Calvinist, authoritarian, and very emergent. Um, and, uh, you know, which was the greater heresy? Um, according to many in uh, Mark Driscoll's camp, Rob is a heretic because of his theology, but uh, no one's ever called Driscoll a heretic because of his lack of love, because of his pride, his ego, his greed, his whatever. And so I just, you know, I just find that interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think the whole excommunication business is uh, is pretty pretty difficult these days. So I hope that gives you a bit of perspective. I, I respect uh, people that that obviously grow and change as I have, but I think he and I would disagree on uh on loads of big issues but we'd have uh as we do we have very good interesting conversations <laughs> uh very cool number two uh first of all i was disheartened by the joke regarding a future podcast about your embarrassment with the bible when speaking in the context of the no so this story, was someone from the church uh so someone from the church last week we announced that we'd be possibly starting a podcast yeah we got a qu- okay so we got a question about noah and the ark yeah and somebody was saying that, that this person has two pre-Christian friends who cannot believe the whole Jesus thing because of Noah, the story of Noah and the Ark. Right. So I made a joke that we're starting a podcast series. In fact, we just recorded the first one. It's so funny this question came in. We just recorded the first one of Embarrassed by the Bible. Yeah. So, okay, go ahead. So that was the context yeah. of this question. So that, quote, slippery slope may cause seekers Ooh. to doubt the inspired word of God. Oh, man. But then when discussing... They already do. <laughs> but then when discussing the virtues of the meek from the Sermon on the oh, Mount... Hold on a second. I, I got to deal with that contradiction. Okay. That you may cause seekers to doubt the inspired word of God. Well, you wouldn't be a seeker if you believed God's word was inspired. So if you're seeking <laughs> and asking these questions, odds are you you there are parts of the Bible that cause you stumble. See, that's the thing that this individual doesn't recognize. There are, it used to be the Bible was like the the argument for the truth of Christianity. Now the Bible is a big stumbling block for people to follow Jesus, at least for some. And embarrassed by the Bible doesn't mean I'm embarrassed by it or that God should be embarrassed by it. It's that there are parts that cause offense that I think there are good explanations about. Yeah. And uh, and and we can't remove all offense. There are parts of the Bible, you know, whether it's Jesus saying he's the way to the Father or, or uh, you know, the scriptures insisting that God created, um, you know, those sorts of things. Yes, there will be offense, no question about it. But uh, for somebody to be hung up on the Noah and the Ark story, and and even for Christians, you know, parts of the Old Testament that you're like, oh my goodness, I never let my kid read this, you know, at, at 13 years old. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's a fair kind of playful take on for for a lot of us, the Bible is this really weird thing, and we're used to judging it by modern sensibilities, and that's mm. not how it's to be judged. And mm. so part of what we want the series to do is to to read it on its own terms as best we can. 
can, and we can't do that perfectly. Um, when you read it on its own terms, you you realize it's pretty revolutionary, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's it's pretty compelling. Yeah. So so go ahead. I, I just I just thought you may cause seekers to doubt the Bible's the inspired word of God. I'm going well. They wouldn't be seekers if they believed that. So <laughs> okay, go ahead. So the rest of the question is, but then when discussing the virtues of the meek from the Sermon on the Mount, you reference Psalm 37, which is filled with God's righteous judgment towards evil slash wicked people. Is that not the Noah story, the one that embarrasses you, God's destruction of evil slash wicked people to allow the meek or righteousness to inherit the land? Okay, first of all, you misunderstood what I meant by embarrassed. I mean, it is a playful way to describe the way some Christians and some, you know, pre and post Christians feel about the Bible. So, so I love it. I study it. I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm sorry you misunderstood that. Um, secondly, uh, I don't think that's the point of the Noah story. So there you go. I'll, we'll leave right. it there. I don't think the point of the Noah story is that God destroys the wicked. Um, glad you love it, but uh, I think there's I think there's another point to that story. So yep. that's what we'll talk about. Yep. So we'll, yeah, we'll have a whole podcast on that. Yep. It'd be great. All right. So number three, last Sucka. one. Can you help me understand Matthew 18, 8? Does judgment last forever? If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body and live forever than to have two hands and two feet and be thrown into the fire that burns forever. Okay, first, great question. Um, go back on our health stuff and I had a buddy of mine, you know, go after me on some of this. So the, there are loads of people that disagree with... with um, my provisional take on you know being annihilated, uh, but a couple of very superficial answers. But there's some some more stuff. The word eternal here that you translate forever. Um, eternal can eternal has a range of meanings, um, and uh, and it's a it's a really interesting complicated word because the the word can either apply to the the judgment itself forever or the result of the judgment is forever. So you could either say that, yes, God tortures people in hell or allows them to be tortured forever in an unending series of literal time. Or you could say that, no, 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 God judges um, and that that people cease existing and that at that point, the, the result of the judgment is forever. So, so eternal fire, um, you know, again, these are really, really um, complicated issues. And very, very debated. My read on it is, um, because because fire is a picture of uh, several different kinds of things uh, in the scriptures, my take is that what's being described is the result of the judgment, not the judgment itself. But for justification for that, uh, man, I, I encourage you to pick up some books. Rethinking Hell is one. Um, two Views on Hell that uh, Preston Sprinkle edited. Uh, those would be interesting books for you to pick up and, and study. Uh, but certainly judgment is forever, whether it's the verdict of righteousness or the verdict of unrighteousness. It is forever. The question is, does the judgment last forever in its in its ongoing nature, or does it last forever in terms of its consequence? Um, so if, if we cease living, that that ceasing is forever, but we're not living forever being tortured. It's it, you know, so there's a there's a lot here. I would just encourage you to check out more uh, resources. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Um uh, so, brothers and sisters, again, we love being a part of a community that can uh, agree and disagree. Um, we love being a part of community uh, community that can ask uh, questions, and so that's why we're doing this. Not because you know I, I'm always giving great answers. We don't, 
you know, some of these questions can't be answered well in uh, in hours, let alone a few minutes on Facebook. So <laughs> it's not because we're trying to be all smart. It's it's more because we really want to respect the questions that that people are asking and recognizing that God's not afraid of them. And the the Bible, you know, um, I, I think can withstand uh, a load of scrutiny. And so so we just encourage that, and we're grateful for you. Um, and mom, go ahead and keep hitting refresh until you get us over a thousand views. Okay. Thank you. We love you. Andy, anything else? Nope. Andy, nope, that's it. An- Andy's done. We're done. We're done. Have a great day, everybody. And, uh, thank you, Facebook for enabling this feature. Tell me when we're done so I can stop talking. Yep.